KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Welcome. Good morning. This is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio. Bright and beautiful day here in uh, Laguna Beach, California. If you're in uh, anywhere in any other location, we, we're spoiled rotten here. And, and we know it. We admit it. <laughs> so the first thing we always have to hit here on Rainbow Radio is the weather. 10-day forecast here. So today, partly cloudy skies. High is 61 Winds are uh, 10 to 20 miles an hour from the southwest. Humidity, 68%. That's not too bad. You can't see Catalina Island. That's always my barometer. You know, can't see the island. Sometimes they carry it away. But the fog's pretty uh, pretty heavy over the ocean at this, at this point. But it's still early, you know, especially since the time changed. <laughs> I don't know. You know who's in charge of the time? <laughs> I saw it in Jimmy Kimmel. Who is in charge of the time now officially and has the authority to remedy our, I don't know, our our changing of the time and, and stop it? You know, Hawaii doesn't do it and Arizona doesn't do it. I know that for sure. I know there's a couple other states, probably many that don't do it. But California does it and it is regulated by the Department of Transportation that because it had to do with schools and daylights and all that stuff and uh, safety. And it's under Pete Buttigieg, uh, our new uh, Secretary of Transportation. So he was on Jimmy Kimmel and <laughs> Jimmy says, can you change it? And he says, well, I'll look into that. So, you know, if you want the time change, you could always send a message to Pete and see what he can do about it. Um, I I like the hours as they are right now. I don't know if it's actually on daylight savings time or prior to that it was daylight savings time, but I prefer the hours now. I love the the late summer afternoons when the sun's still uh, over the ocean a little bit or, uh, you know, dies into the ocean around seven or eight. Uh, that's my preference. But then, you know, 
that's just me. So back to the weather. I Boy, do I get around. <laughs> this next week, it's going to be sunny, mostly sunny, 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 partly cloudy, partly cloudy, sunny, sunny. And that takes us into next Sunday, which it's sunny. Temperatures this next week will be in the high 60s. Uh, in one case, it looks like in the 70s. So we're pretty blessed, as I say, here in in Laguna Beach. So as I do not have any guests today, so I think we uh, there is tons of news to catch up on. And I uh, that's the way I kind of like it. I like to break the guests and then have news and then go back to more guests. And then we have a lot more news. So uh, that's, that's what's happening. I want to thank our sponsor, Mike Johnson. I told him I gush all over him every Saturday morning. To tell him how wonderful he is. <laughs> uh, don't don't misconstrue what that means, please. <laughs> no, I uh, he's he's a, a good friend and a and a, a strong supporter of the program and the station. We dearly appreciate Mike Johnson Compass Realty. So I won't say anything more than that. Just Mike Johnson, you got it. Got realty needs. Uh, get Mike at Compass. Mike Johnson, easy to remember, right? Compass Realty. Um, so let's go right into uh, on this day in history, which I like to, because that kind of starts the juices flowing, right? Uh, I, oh, I, you know, other news. I was like, let's hit a little other news too. Uh, Laguna Beach Pride is working hard to come up with some new programs now that it's looking perhaps by June. Uh, we are definitely looking at a date in September and we're excited about that. We have been on hiatus for what, a year, like so many other uh, businesses around. And we are trying to come back with a roar, which uh, uh, hopefully everything will, everyone gets their vaccination. Like, did you hear that uh, we beat the uh, number of vaccinations that were, were hopeful, the target, the goal that the uh, Biden administration had set, and we beat it pretty strongly. And so uh, that's all good news. And we're very happy that uh, we're on our way. The only condition, that, the only thing that is to be concerned about is there are new variants. And apparently, according to Dr. Fauci, uh, that uh, the new variants, the new strains, the vaccinations that we have now are not, will not protect us from the new variants. Uh, it's kind of like a monster that decides to... Um, change itself and come back. And so hopefully uh, we get enough people vaccinated and hopefully we contain any new variants so that they don't make it uh, around the world like this one has. We should be good. Uh, but we also know how to quickly at this point uh, make a vaccination because now we understand how DNA replicates uh, itself to uh, a certain formula. The thing is, you have to make, you have to dial the combination in, which is good for many diseases, but you have to dial that combination in to give it instructions. It's like, um, it's like writing a program for a computer. I guess we're all computers at the, our DNA is anyway, our, our, our uh, protection, uh, built-in protection that we have individually. So you create a, uh, a program, if you will, that helps create a antibodies that uh, you inject into uh, people and they have their own 
protection. I, I know I got that one thing wrong about the antibody. You don't inject the antibodies. You inject the um, the vaccination that creates that helps you create the antibodies to fight the disease. So it gives you the roadmap, I suppose, would be a way to say it. So let's get on to this day in history. This is, uh, today's the 20th of March. Can you believe? 2021, we're in almost through the first quarter of 2021. And so far, it's, it's, it's doing pretty good. I mean, we have some horrible news this week, that's for sure. Um, so let's not go there right now. Let's go on this on this day in history. In 1961, on March 20th, the United States Supreme Court denies um, certiorari. I'm not sure what that word is. Certiorari to Frank Cammy's petition to oh okay, you can't circulate it to review the legality of his firing by the United States Army MAP services in 1957, bringing his four-year legal battle to a close. So he um, was gay, and he was trying to get um, he's trying to get it straightened out, and they denied it, sadly. He tried to get a petition, a petition around in the United States Army and he worked for the MAP service. Uh, there's some history on This is kind of coming back, but I, I well, better stay away from it. I'm going to get it wrong. In 1970, 23-year-old David Bowie, my, it's 23, 1970, let's do the math. Oh, he's old. <laughs> That's all right. Mary's 19-year-old American, Mary Ang Angela Barnett. A few years later, Bowie explains how they met. Angela and I knew each other because we were both going out with the same man. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Angelina Bowie went on to a, a career in Hollywood, through the, though the two of them divorced in 1980. In 1978, San Francisco Board of Supervisors passes what is described as the most stringent gay rights law in the country. Yay, San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, only one of the 11 supervisors, Dan White, go figure, little history here, votes against the ordinance. Mm. In 1986, after 14 years, the New York City Council finally passes a gay rights ordinance uh, with a vote of tw 21 to 14. Ed, Mayor Ed Koch tells reporters, the sky is not going to fall. There isn't going to be any dramatic change in the life of this city. Thank you, Ed Koch. That's... Uh, very observant. It hasn't, still hasn't fallen, even though they proved it, right? 86. 2004, a lesbian minister in Bothell, Bothell, Washington, is acquitted by the Methodist Church jury for violating church rules. Because she's lesbian. That's against the church rules. What if God created her? Does that mean that they're against God? Hmm. I have to think about that one. <laughs> okay, Mar so nothing happened on the 21st. Sorry, folks. So if you were born tomorrow, it's your birthday, and you want to know what happened on this day in history, you're out of luck. There's Well, there's a lot of history, but not LGBTQ history. So we'll have to suffer with that. So on March 22nd, though, which um, is Monday, will be Monday, in 1972, the Equal Rights Amendment banning discrimination basis on the basis of sex passes the U.S. Senate. 
Opponents of the amendment claim it will destroy the nuclear family, giving broad civil rights to homosexuals and even mandate unisex restrooms in public. Uh, though by the end of 1972, 22 of the required 38 states ratified it, and the ERA failed to receive the re requisite number of ratifications before the final deadline mandated by Congress June 30th, 1982 expired, and so it was never adopted. How about that? In 2004, moving up the coast here on the west side of the the left side of the United States. Well, I didn't mean that is <laughs> that's interesting. I don't mean it's left and liberal. It's physically on the left side if you look at the map. Okay. In Oregon, the commissioner up in Oregon of Bend County decided not to start issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples. This was in 2004. This reversal of an earlier vote was due to receiving a letter from the state attorney general, Hardy Myers, on the matter. In, in place of same-sex marriage licenses, the commissioners decided to stop issuing any marriage licenses to anyone at all until the Oregon Supreme Court rules on the constitutionality of the discriminatory provisions of Oregon's marriage licenses. Well, see, I, there's one thing I don't like about this um, on this day in history. You want some follow-up on some of this stuff. Like, when did this get fixed? Or because I I know now they do uh, marriage, uh, same sex marriages in uh, Oregon, pretty much everywhere because the federal law. Okay, March twenty third, nineteen eighty eight, Israeli legalizes homosexual acts between consenting adults. Yay, Israeli Israel. <laughs> so that's good news. There's there's good news. There's not it's not always bad news. On twenty third. Uh, on this day in history. In 1971, it, uh, in defiance of the U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service, a federal judge grants U.S. Citizen, citizenship to a 24-year-old gay man from Cuba, ruling that the applicant's homosexuality cannot, in itself, bar a person from becoming a citizen. Well, yay. <laughs> that I didn't know that was something we should have been concerned about, and that's 71. So it, they, that was the right decision at, the, at an early time. In 1986, William Hurt wins the Best Actor Oscar for his role in an imprisoned homosexual window dresser in Kiss of the Spider Woman. It's a wonderful movie. It's, uh, it's one room. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of cinematography work in it, but... Yeah, it's a, that's a great movie. That's all I'll say. In 1987, ACT UP, AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power, stages its first major potential uh, political action in the financial heart of New York City on uh, to demand that the federal government stop dragging its feet on the approval of new drugs that might benefit people with AIDS. 17 protesters are arrested for obstructing traffic when they sit down in the intersection of Broadway and Wall Street. AIDS Act Up. I, uh, there's some great doc documentaries on that. And I would suffice to say that uh, in the long run, what their efforts they did and were wonderful, fabulous. There, there was a lot of angst about um, maybe they were violent or, but no, they were just very active and very, very strong 
and they got things done. They got attention when it needed to be, and good on that. In 1985, The Times of Harvey Milk wins Oscar for Best Feature-Length Documentary, accepting the award producer Richard Scheimachine thanks his male lover. Mm. And that Scheimachine, sorry, not Sheen, Shin. In 1988, Robert Joffrey, founder and the artistic director of Joffrey Ballet, which is Jeffrey, but they spell it Joffrey, so give me give me some latitude here, uh, does <laughs> dies in New York at the age of 57. Uh, what is reported to have been liver, renal, renal, and respiratory failure, although is widely assumed he died of AIDS. And that's in 1988. A lot of people were outed because of AIDS and suffered not only some hatred, particularly from family and friends for being gay, but the scourge of AIDS. It was a horrible time. Just ask my friends at Shanti that helped us get through it. Okay, and then the last day, this will be next Thursday, March 26th in LGBTQ history. In 1973, gay playwright Noel Coward dies in Jamaica at the age of 73. In 1975, after the local district attorney's office rules that there are no county laws preventing two of the same sex from getting married, Boulder, Colorado, county clerk Celia Rorex issues a marriage license to two gay men. It is the first same-sex marriage license issued in the United States. States. She says in a statement, I don't profess to be knowledgeable about homosexuality or even understand it, but it's not my business why people get married. No minority should be discriminated against. You know, they sh <laughs> there are county clerks in other counties that don't come anywhere close to her position. And good on her. Um, you know, Celia. Good on her. I mean, she read the law. She knew her responsibilities. She wasn't going to draw judgment. Even the Pope, which we're going to talk about later, <laughs> said, who am I to judge? Well, apparently he's being forced to judge. That's my opinion on it. But, okay, back to the last here. Uh, in 1985, a 4-4 to tie vote in the U.S. Supreme Court effectively overturns an Oklahoma law that would have banned homosexuals or those defending or promoting the homosexual lifestyle from teaching in the state's public schools. How about that? 85. They overturned the law that would have prohibited, oh my. In 1990, Common Thread, Stories from the Quilt, wins the Academy Award for the Best Feature-Length Documentary. Uh, it is the second Oscar for gay filmmaker Rob Epstein, who received the first one six years previously for the times of Harvey Milk. And that's it for On This Day in History. We'll be back in a minute with some more news. Um, got to get on, got to talk about the Pope, you know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, that's a good word. Oh, Lord. We got to talk about the Pope. All right, we will. <laughs> Thank you. 
Because it's where you segue into your new song. <laughs> On the dance floor, that is. In case you're paying attention. That was Without You. We'll go on with us, with me. Uh, that's, I don't like that message. <laughs> that song, I'll have to edit it. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, curate my music a little better. Okay, let's get back to this thing that happened this week that we were so hopeful when the new Pope, um, Pope Francis, was uh, saying things like, uh, who am I to judge? And uh, that he supported gay, um, in so many words, he supported gay unions. And then the old guard, I think they decided, this is my opinion, my conjecture. Oh, we've had enough of that. Let's uh, pull this back and make this very clear. So this week on the 16th, uh, the Vatican's declaration that same-sex unions are a sin in the Roman Catholic Church cannot bless, with no surprise, uh, they cannot bless the sin for LGBTQ Catholics in the United States. Yet it stung deeply nonetheless. Marianne Dudley Burke, Executive Director of Dignity USA, said her organization's membership includes same-sex couples who have been together for decades, preserving in, uh, persevering in their love for one another in the face of bias and family rejection. She further said the fact that our church at its highest levels cannot recognize the grace that in that and cannot extend any sort of blessing to these couples is just tragic. She said she was responding to a formal statement Monday from the Vatican's Orthodoxy office the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, saying Roman Catholic clergy may not bless such unions since God cannot bless sin. Comes back to that, who among us is without sin? Uh, it is approved by Pope Francis. Having sin be explicitly excluded um, in this statement kind of brings us back to zero, said Ross Murray, who oversees religious issues for the LGBTQ rights group called GLAD, G-L-A-D-D. -D. So, you know, there, that's another thing with religion where it's conflicted. I honestly feel, being a gay person, that it wasn't a choice. It was way I was created. Uh, it's not something that someone indoctrinated me to, and it's not something that someone can uh, pull out of me, just like my blue eyes, you know. Um, that's what you were given. And uh, does that make it a sin? Well, maybe people with blue eyes should be considered sinful. I mean, that's really simplistic. But it, it, as as someone, a politician said this last year, you don't have an issue with me. You have an issue with my maker, you know, and that's what I, that's what, uh, the, um, they call that the orthodoxy office, the orthodoxy office memo to orthodoxy office, <laughs> please you uh, of you without sin. And, uh, yeah, so there's been quite an uproar. I, I, I have some dear friends up in Portland, Oregon that are very devout Catholics, and I'm sure this is 
um, very disappointing for them. And uh, when you're that um, supportive and, and put that much of your heart and your love into your church, and then to feel uh, marginalized, it, it's got to be quite a quite a strike back for your beliefs. Yeah. So, hmm. so people deal with gayness on different levels. Here's another way it's being dealt with uh, <clears throat> in China. Uh, China proposes teaching masculinity to boys as state is alarmed by uh, the changing gender roles. So I guess. Now, when I was a little kid, <laughs> I didn't want to go out in the icky playground where everyone was running and jumping and knocking people in the dirt. And I wanted to play house in the kitchen with the girls. <laughs> I was the man, obviously. I didn't wear a dress. I was the man. And I, they would cook me dinner. I mean, who wouldn't want that? That was all play. But it, that was kindergarten. You know, I'm sure Mrs. Caldwell <laughs> had a clue, you know, as teachers do usually. Uh, but uh, I was very comfortable in that, and I, it was suggested that I go out and play in the playground that I wasn't welcome in the girl in there with the girls, uh, which I was I was very happy with, but apparently wasn't going to happen. So yeah, I, I just <laughs> uh, they're going to teach masculinity. I. No one, let me see what it has to say here. No one invited Bo Yanho to be their group for the annual class trip, to be in their group for the annual class trip. The other fifth graders at Shanghai Shangdaid Experimental School made fun of the 11-year-old, calling him too girly. I wanted to run away right out of the classroom, said Yanhoa, now 13, and a first in his first year in middle school in Shanghai. China's largest uh, city. Some of Yang Ho's classmates made fun of his high-pitched voice and the way he screamed when he tried to maintain discipline among his fellow students as a class monitor. Others teased him for spending too much time with girls and said he acted like he was trying to date the other boys in the class. The bullying eventually stopped by a recent announcement by the government that singles out boys who don't fit traditional Chinese ideals of masculinity has revived the painful memories. So it's, uh, I don't know if it's been, it says it's been proposed, but I don't know in China how they propose. I don't know that they have Senate bills and vote on it. In China, they, they just kind of do it. <laughs> so I don't know. I hope that doesn't get any um, traction, so to speak. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not helping, you know, when someone, someone comes to you and they try to help, help you and they get in the way, uh, and you're not helping. <laughs> okay. Sponsors of North Dakota's transgender athletes bill have to have ties to anti LGBTQ organizations. So there is a bill so in case, you know, in North Dakota, uh, that says that girl, that transgender should not play sports, period. You're transgender you don't get to play sports. That's the rules. And so who's behind it is what they're questioning. Uh, when state Senator uh, Janine Maidral testified before the North Dakota House and Human Services Committee in support of HB 1298, she said that she believes the bill has little to do with transgender people. For me, it's 100% a Title IV 
or Title IX issue, says Maidral. The bill's co-sponsor, HB 1298, which would bar trans athletes from competing on teams that align to the gender with which they identify and not to their birth gender, has come with no controversy during the 2021 election with little, no, with no little controversy. Oh my gosh, I, I need my coffee. Sessions in North Dakota legislature promoting cri uh, cries of protest from school officials, physicians, and LGBT advocate groups throughout North Dakota. Opponents say the bill's uh, targets marginalized teens are already vulnerable to discrimination. Meanwhile, lawmakers who back the massive measure say the bill would preserve women's rights under Title IX, which protects against discrimination based on sex. Um, mm -hmm. Sounds like it promotes it. Mydrell, the lead uh, sponsor and lead sponsor, uh, Representative Ben Koppelman, both have ties to anti-LGBT groups. Koppelman, he's a Republican in West Fargo, is listed as policymaker signatory for Promise to America's Children, a national coalition <clears throat> led by several prominent anti-trans uh, organizations. I didn't know there were anti-trans. So if there's anti-gays, now there's anti-trans, including the Alliance to Defend Freedom. They make them all sound so honorable. The Alliance to Defend Freedom. Yes, that's what we need. Sounds good. Let's vote them in. And it's a wolf in sheep's clothing, as far as I'm concerned, which has been identified as an extremist anti-LGBTQ hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Prior to becoming a state senator, Mydrill is a Republican from Edinburgh, was the director of the North Dakota chapter of Concerned Women for America. <clears throat> I'm sure a Washington, D.C.-based Christian women's organization that in the past has lobbied against anti-discrimination policies and repeated the widely debunked claim that offering protections to transgender people enables pedophiles and predators. So <clears throat> let's put it out that, well, I was going to say that I think more often than not, and maybe that is the case, that there's well-intentioned people trying to do what they feel um, is best for everyone and best for the community. But I also feel there are people that are, their intention is to use these as divisive uh, spikes in the community and to promote their own agenda, not to do it for the betterment of the community. In other words, let's create a, a, dial, a hateful dialogue that <clears throat> riles people up, that gets people going. And in that, they get the support that they need. It's often like televangelists <clears throat> saying that, um, oh, I don't know, the last tornado season was because the gays got the right to vote. I don't know. That's a, as a poor example, but uh, attributing disasters to the behavior of the gay community and creating that uh, divisive hate diatribe that goes on. Uh, it's, it's, that's not good. Um, so 
some people in now we'll move on to Poland. <laughs> I like Poland. <laughs> well, I liked it. Poland cracks down on a loophole that let LGBT LGBT plus people adopt children. So get this. Same-sex couples are currently not allowed to adopt under the Polish law. However, some couples were able to get around this discriminatory policy by getting one partner to adopt as a single person. The Law and Justice Party, Law and Justice, that sounds like another one of those, which has made its opposition to the LGBTQ plus rights a cornerstone of its governance, has announced that it will amend the law to ensure that no same-sex couples can adopt children. Oh, my goodness. We are preparing to change where, well, what's that mean? People living in cohabitation with a person of the same sex could not adopt a child, so a homosexual couple will not be able to adopt a child. Deputy Justice Minister, Minister Michael Wojcik said, according to Reuters, under the new law, adoption agencies will be forced to pay special attention. Ooh, I must have to sort them out to single applicants and to ensure that they are not secretly in a same-sex relationship. Wojcik defended the legal change, claiming that it's being introduced to protect children. It's about a child's safety, about its well-being. Now, it's hard to discern whether he's doing this for his own agenda or doing it because that's what he thinks it needs to be done. I mean, there's there's a difference there, right? Uh, maybe he's doing because that's what his constituents want and he needs, that's what his responsibility is to. So, you know, when it all comes back to one thing, all of it, all our politics, all of our wrangling of things, it comes back to a two words in a written document that we all must support, and that's the Constitution. And the Constitution was brilliantly written to protect our rights and ensure and assure that uh, everyone is treated fairly. That's the doctrine. That's what it's all about. And uh, if if all the politicians that swore on the Bible to, to protect and support the Constitution, uh, if there was some sort of punishment for claiming to do that and not doing it, maybe there maybe there would be more honor in it. But anyway, I it occurred to me the other day, and my thought process is that. Uh, it is important that that is the document that no one's above and that everyone uh, has a part in. And um, that's very good. And that's how it was done to go on in perpetuity and, and create a culture in a living environment that, as Thomas Jefferson said, the pursuit of happiness. There's nothing wrong with pursuing happiness. <laughs> We're entitled to pursue happiness as long as you don't destroy someone else's happiness. Uh, yeah, well, there's more to be said on that. Anyway, let's, let's, I get too down into the weeds here. I'm sorry. Next, Polish uh, MEP complains of psychological warfare after people, after Europe is declared an LGBTQ freedom zone. So I don't know if you know it. In Poland, they've decided in certain communities that they're gay, free. They don't have gays, like there's no gay in the village. It's a comedy act, but I'm the only gay in the village. Oh, oh. So, 
Yeah, that was my voice. Um, so uh, what they've done is certain communities uh, claim that they're gay-free. And in essence, if you're gay, don't come here because we don't want you. And we're gay-free. And this is a great bastion of gay-freeness. No free. So, so in response to that, you know, these gay people can be pretty clever sometimes. Uh, Polish MEPs were up in arms after the European Union proclaimed itself an LGBTQ plus freedom zone. So instead of LGBTQ free zone, it's an LGBTQ freedom zone. The dumb is on it. The dome. I shouldn't say dumb. The dome is on it. So in other words, uh, and they proclaim it for the European Union, which is a much bigger space than Poland. And that was the response, which I thought was great, but they're having some angst over it in Poland. Uh, so they, they claim that freedom zone in response to Poland's heinous LGBTQ free zones. All 27 uh, representatives from Poland's homophobic ruling party, the PIS, I don't make this up, it's the PIS, voted against the EU's proclamation on Friday, March 12th, which was passed by 492 votes to 141. So they remained with the minority and the bill was passed that it's a, the EU is a freedom zone. Yay! It's the freedom zone. Uh, the move came two years after the first Polish authority signed a pledge against LGBTQ ideology, sparking a wave that now covers around a third of the country. That's lovely. I'm not going to um, vacation in Poland this year. I've decided. No, nope. I, I just crossed, crossed that off the list. Responding to the EU <coughs> PIS uh, MEP Jack Saryuz-Wolitsky, oof, I changed my name right away, fervently denied the existence of Poland's LGBTQ free free zones and claimed that they were based on lies from left-wing activists. Despite ample evidence to the contrary, this narrative thread is being continued no matter what, he said in an interview for Polish radio. Well, maybe I'll call up that radio station and we can have a radio conflab. <laughs> sort this all out. Anyway, I've reported many times in Polish about they have these uh, LGBTQ free communities. Maybe it's a loosely organized thing, but it's part of the it's part of the dialogue and what it's in how many counties? Forty well, twenty-seven representatives, but um how many communities do they have their uh gay <laughs> LGBTQ free. So I guess they were someone uh, went around and straightened that one out. So the EU is now a freedom zone, the entire EU, which Poland is a member of. So there you go. Uh, so in Indonesia, they're trying to do the right thing. Uh, Indonesia's LGBTQ community angry at the rise of conversion therapies. Yes, I am angry too. Kaya Mata found herself in the center of a homophobic storm last year when she posted a video of herself online denouncing 
a draft of a bill that w- that included articles on forcing LGBTQ people to undergo conversion therapy to cure their sexual orientation or gender identity. She said, I am Indonesian and LGBTQ+. The caption of the video posted on Twitter read, she stopped, uh, helped stop a bill that would require conversion therapy here in the four most populated country, the fourth most populated the fourth most populated country in the world. Mata, a 22-year-old Bali-based lesbian singer-songwriter and one of the country's most outspoken LGBTQ activists said, uh, received around 400 hate messages and death threats within a day of posting the clip. Undeterred, she continued writing very personal folk songs about her identity and issues surrounding the LGBTQ community, but last month she received a direct message on Instagram promoting, uh, I don't know how to say this, R-U-Q-Y-A-H, Rek-Yah, or Islamic Conversion Therapy. The advertisement was for a website called Terapic Conversa, which I suppose that's about about converting that offers corrective rape, electro, oh God, convulsive therapy, and ex- exorcism. So they give electroconvulsion therapy, corrective rape, and exorcism, telling her it's not too late to turn to God. Allah has not left you. Let us help you cast out the demon within you. So I do think trying to do what they feel is the right thing. But, you know, at some point, rational, logical, scientific, real world um, knowledge and science should prevail. Like, how did they get those dinosaurs in the ark? They're still trying to figure that one out. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So we're going to take a... I need to take a short music break after that one, that last one. Uh, you get what you give, and that's uh, that's what uh, this program's all about today. You get what you give. Yeah. <laughs> 
in you don't give up i think that's the message today don't give up it's called you get what you give which is um let's be giving and we'll be getting that's a good message now i've talked about this before but there are cultures in this world that are been around for a long time native americans uh is one and hawaiian culture is another that i'll point out but apparently uh, in Kenya, there's a, a cultural thing too. And why do I point those three things out? Well, uh, gayness in uh, centuries ago, was, in the Native American, you contained the spirits of two women and you were uh, celebrated as um, if you were gay, you were celebrated, had a special spot in the community. Um, and it wasn't... A derogatory spot. It was, uh, it was recognized and accepted. Okay, let's say accepted. I don't know if it was praised, but it was accepted. And in the Hawaiian culture, same thing. You can you contain the spirit, multiple spirits, and you were accepted in the royal family long before religion got there, and long before the Native Americans were pushed aside and told that their behavior was unacceptable in that regard. So things have changed, but there seems to be in Africa, which is a large continent, we all know, and there's a lot of different cultures going on there. And there's still a lot of atrocities against the gay community going on there, including being thrown from buildings and hanging and, and it's illegal uh, in many, well, several countries, it's illegal. It's not a good thing. But so they discovered marriage between two women a long-standing Kenyan tr tradition. <gasps> no, you got to be kidding me. Woman-to-woman -woman marriage is one of the many forms of cultural practice recognized by some communities in Africa. Although this form of marriage is recognized by some communities in several African countries, there is little legal backing to protect it. Same-sex marriage is currently accepted is culturally accepted. So women who are unable to have children or those who have not yet had a son can fulfill societal expectations. In uh, Moragi, Moragori, in Migori, for example, women are married under Anumbaya Mbok, a practice that allows women to women unions. So this has been going on for centuries. <laughs> And only recently did they discover, well, they know it's been there, but I find it interesting. Here's one surviving cultural, uh, I guess, level of acceptance. And it was for women that they could get, uh, they could be partners and live together as uh, as adults. 
and uh, were considered um, that it was the right thing to do because they couldn't have children, uh, you know, if, or, or if they couldn't have children. So, so <laughs> I hope they don't disboggle that and turn it into something else and, and you know, decide that it's illegal after many, many, many years. And also, there's another, this is kind of good news. There's, um, do I have time? I do. I don't have much time. But this, uh, by the way, this is Craig on KXFM 104.7, uh, Laguna Beach's uh, human-crafted radio, Rainbow Radio, here every week, Saturday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, Ex-gay pastor loses lawsuit against Vimeo, Vimo, we're taking down videos promoting conversion therapy. So he put down advertisements promoting conversion therapy in Venmo, um, Vimeo, which is not Venmo. I keep getting them turned around. But anyway, Vimeo. The pastor who identifies as a former homosexual, which right there, I'm, I just, uh, you know, has officially lost his lawsuit attempting to force the video streaming service to host his videos promoting so-called conversion therapy. In a ruling issued this week, the court found that due to Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, Vimeo has the right to take down the videos and user account of James Doman, founder of the ex-LGBTQ United Church of California. <clears throat> uh, Doman initially lost his lawsuit in 2019 in the U.S. District Court of Southern New York, but appealed to the Second Circuit of Appeals. A three-judge panel heard the case in December and ruled against it on March 11th. We agree with the District Court that Section 230C2 of the Communications Decency Act provides Vimeo with immunity from a suit and requires dismissal of appellate claims. The uh, latest ruling reads, Therefore, we affirm the judgment of the District Court Doman is an, is an ex-gay man who is now a father and married to a woman who has advocated against um, LGBTQ rights and even legislation such as the Equality Act, claiming that he would create a superclass for anyone identifying as LGBTQ at the expense of people who are not, especially when it comes to religious freedom. Oh, I don't know if I want to give him the trying to do the right thing thing there. I don't know. It's just too hateful. Anyway, <laughs> let's see if there's some really good news that we can end <laughs> this weekly diatribe that I've been going on. Uh, let's see. Yes, Equality Act is creating a historic face between religious. There's one that says um, uh, the number right here. This is a good one. It's good news. Good, good to have good news. Number of nations with anti-gay laws drops to 71. Still too many, but it drops. That's good. The world, the world is continuing its slow march towards full recognition of the importance of the human rights of LGBTQ people. With last month's appeal, a repeal of the anti-sodomy law, the Himalayan kingdom of Bhutan, the number, the number of countries with anti LGBTQ law, laws drops to 71, down from 92 earlier this century. Map of the 71 countries where sexual relations between people of the same sex are illegal, such as laws 
apply in many parts, such laws apply in many parts of Indonesia. So as shown here in uh, in orange, well, like we can see the map, <laughs> countries that recently repealed overturned laws include Bhutan in 2021, Gabon in 2020, repealing a law that had existed only one year, Angola in 2019, uh, good on and Botswana in 2019, India in 2018. I remember India's that was a big deal. Tobago in 2018, Belize in 2016. I thought Belize was still pretty. Has uh, culturally, it's it may be legal, but culturally, it's not. Culturally, it's not accepted. Which is, India is a very big country, and there's a lot of people in it. But culturally, I think it's fair to say it's it's not generally accepted in India, although it's um, it's no longer illegal, which uh, is a good thing. Anyway, it's a march that is going on uh, painfully slow, but it's marching and it's moving. And that's my message this morning here on KX. So I, I think I'm going to let it go into the next show. I appreciate everyone listening and and my supporters out there, I hopefully will have a, well, I may be back next week with news, but if not, I will have a guest. I'm working on two different guests that I have in the pipeline. And if we can work it out with their schedules where they can be here at 9 a.m., then they will be. And I'll let you know in an email if you want to suggest a guest or a topic or a panel, which we haven't done in quite a while, um, I can be reached at Craig at rainbow-radio.com. It's Craig at rain at rainbow-radio.com. Uh, let me know. And if you uh, want updates on what's going on with Rainbow Radio, you can also go to that website, rainbow-radio.com, and leave your email, and we'll make sure that you get on the list. And every time we have a show, you'll be alerted to that show. Uh, we are also doing every show now uh, on Zoom and on uh, Facebook, as we are live right now. So, and the, if I always use the same Zoom account, the same number, same meeting number, same everything from week to week. And so you can always Zoom in. You don't have to have any secret sauce or formula. You can Zoom in as long as you have the prior um, meeting number and link and uh, watch the show if you'd like. Uh, also, I get pretty soon we will be open to guests in the studio, which will be fun. And uh, because as things open up a little bit, we're not there yet. We might not be there for another couple months, but uh, hopefully. Again, thanks for tuning in. This is Rainbow Radio. Craig, I appreciate and love everyone out there. Have a great weekend and embrace the day. Choose happiness. Choose love. Thank you.